Hello, and welcome to The Wisdom Journey. The Wisdom Journey is a teaching series through the entire Bible, all 66 books. Stephen Davey is your guide through the scriptures. Today, Stephen begins teaching through the book of Acts. The resurrection of Jesus is the key to the ongoing ministry of the church. Our only living Savior can fully equip us to effectively serve Him to the glory of God. Open your Bible for this lesson called The Book of Action Begins. Well, today we begin sailing into the New Testament book of Acts. It's the sequel to the Gospel of Luke, by the way. It's the second volume, so to speak, written by Dr. Luke. It effectively tells us what happened when Jesus ascended and the Holy Spirit descended and the church was created. Now, the book of Acts will cover the first 30 years plus of the early church life. Now, frankly, I can't think of a better time in church history than today to begin studying the life of the early church. Now, your Bible might entitle uh, this book, like mine does, The Acts of the Apostles. But the truth is, it gives us very little information about the apostles. It focuses some on the apostle Peter but primarily on the Apostle Paul. You could entitle this book a little more accurately, The Book of Some of the Acts of Some of the Apostles. Well, the title isn't inspired anyway. Actually, a better title might be The Acts of the Holy Spirit Through the Early Church. Now, Acts is critical. It serves as a bridge from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Keep in mind that the actual New Testament era does not begin until the church is created, and that takes place here in the early chapters of Acts. So in a very real sense, Acts is the first book of the New Testament. In fact, most of the New Testament epistles or letters were written during the years covered here in the book of Acts. Now, the Gospel of Luke and, and the book of Acts were both written uh, by Luke to the same Roman official, a man named Theophilus. In fact, Acts opens with Luke reminding Theophilus why he wrote the first volume, the Gospel of Luke. He writes here in Acts chapter 1 and verse 1, In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. Well, that first book is the Gospel of Luke. Luke is is really uh, wonderfully suited to write this account now that we call the book of Acts because he was a traveling companion of the apostle Paul. In his farewell letter to Timothy, Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 11 that only Luke is with him. And, and Paul calls Luke the beloved physician over in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 14. Uh, medical language is, is evident in both the Gospel of Luke and here in the book of Acts. Uh, but while Luke was a physician, he was also a missionary. Now, we don't know who Theophilus was other than the fact that Luke calls him most excellent 
Theophilus, back in Luke chapter 1 and verse 3, and that language is reserved for high-ranking government officials. Apparently, Theophilus was a a relatively new convert at the time Luke wrote him these uh, two lengthy letters or, or books, we call them. Now, unless we understand some guidelines, the book of Acts is going to be misunderstood and, worse yet, misapplied. People easily miss the point that the book of Acts is a bridge book. It explains how the world shifted from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And let me tell you, you don't stop and build your house on a bridge. You cross over it. If you read the book of Acts and and you stop without ever studying further revelation through the epistles, which were written by the apostles, you're going to be confused often. And I've got to tell you, there are confused church leaders and television preachers and supposedly healers and, and, and prophets, people encouraging others to speak in tongues and expect healing and prosperity from God. Why? They, they stayed on this bridge. I wonder how many of these leaders, however, would be willing to empty their bank accounts and share their money with everyone like, well, they did that in the book of Acts too. Instead, it seems they think we're supposed to send all our money to them. If everything that happens in the book of Acts is for every believer and every church to this day, I wonder how many churches are going to choose church leaders by throwing dice or lots or choose their missionaries only after days of fasting. I wonder how many Christians are discouraged today because they haven't been miraculously healed. And, well, since it happened in the book of Acts, shouldn't we expect angels to release Christian prisoners from jail who are suffering today? Should we expect greedy hypocrites like Ananias and Sapphira to be put to death during the church service after the offerings taken up? Should we should we start meeting every day in each other's Uh, houses like they did in the book of Acts? Should we wait for, you know, a heavenly vision to direct our travels, or, or should we follow the prayer calendar of the Jewish nation like Paul does here in the book of Acts? By the way, if I preached too long of a sermon and somebody fell out of a window and died, would you expect me to go down there and resurrect that poor boy like Paul did from the dead? Well, probably not. Beloved, this book is a bridge. This is not the end of the story. In fact, Luke isn't giving a comprehensive theology for the church. He's writing a very brief history of the early years of the church for his friend, Theophilus. Now, don't misunderstand. All of Scripture is inspired by God. All of it is profitable for the believer. This book of Acts is filled with one important principle after another. Just keep in mind that that just because you see something happening here in the book of Acts doesn't mean it's supposed to happen today. Can we believe in divine healing today? Oh, absolutely, but not divine healers like these apostles. Can we believe in in God performing miracles today? Well, absolutely, but not in specially endowed miracle workers. You see, this early apostolic community was given phenomenal, miraculous power. The apostles were genuine miracle workers and divine healers. They were endowed with these gifts as as signs. Why? 
they, they would authenticate the apostles as messengers from God. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3 makes it very clear that the gospel was delivered by the early witnesses and apostles. Verse 4 says that God bore witness that they were telling the truth. How? By signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit. Well, beloved, we now have the scriptures to test the truth. And by the way, we're not looking for any more prophets with new prophecy either, because the New Testament is complete. The book of Revelation doesn't end with a comma. It ends with a period. There's a lot of trouble out there today because supposedly new prophets came along with new revelation. Well, now here in these opening verses, there's some overlap. Luke repeats here in verse 2 that before Jesus was taken up, he gave commands to his chosen apostles, and those commands are given back in Luke chapter 24. Well, now here in verse 3, Luke reminds Theophilus that Jesus presented himself alive to his disciples following his resurrection, appearing to them during 40 days. Oh, and by the way, beloved, this isn't happening today either, although we'd love to see Jesus physically like they did back then. Further proof of Jesus' resurrection is found in the fact that he he taught his disciples during this 40-day period before he ascends back to the Father. We don't have much information at all about this six-week crash course from Jesus, but I guarantee you the disciples were listening like never before. It's kind of like that flight attendant going through her little speech on what to do if there's an emergency during the flight. Uh, Frankly, I'm not usually listening. The only person I know who listens intently is my wife. Uh, I'm reading a book. Uh, I I plan to depend on her. But if an engine blew and we started going down, well, I'd be ready to listen. Well, let me tell you here, the church isn't, isn't about to go down. It's about to take off. But the disciples are are certainly listening intently now. Jesus gives a clear command here in verse 4. He ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Now, this is the promise of the Holy Spirit, who will descend and baptize them, verse 5, literally immerse them with his presence and power. The Spirit's descent is going to bring the church into existence. And from the moment of his descent, by the way, the Holy Spirit will, and and he does, baptize or immerse every new believer into the body of Christ at the moment of salvation. You got all of the Holy Spirit when you came to faith in Jesus Christ. Now, with that, we're out of time as we've just begun our journey through the book of Acts. Until next time, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Stephen will spend several weeks taking you through this very important book, the book of Acts. It's pivotal in understanding the transition from the Old Testament to the New Testament as the church age begins. Please make a point to join us each weekday as we travel through God's Word together. This is the Wisdom Journey. 
Stephen began this series out of the conviction that your life can be marked by wisdom if you align your thoughts and actions with the Bible. I'm confident that God will help you do just that as you study through His Word with us. Stephen Davey is the president of Wisdom International. You can learn more about Stephen and access all of his resources at wisdomonline.org. Here's some of what you'll find there. All of the past lessons from the Wisdom Journey. The video version is also there. Stephen's extensive collection of full-length sermons. You can listen to each one or read Stephen's manuscript, free and on demand. There's a daily devotional, articles, answers to Bible questions, as well as information about all of Stephen's books and CDs. Visit wisdomonline.org to access all of that. Then join us next time to continue the wisdom journey. 